Welcome to Teachers in Business. I'm Sarah Torby, and I help former teachers just like you translate your best skills, your teaching skills, from the classroom into the business world so that you can grow a more successful and more profitable full-time business right now. Listen on to learn more. Hello. So this week, we're going to start with this key idea, right? Teachers love to learn. Like you are in teaching, you were in teaching because you like to learn stuff. People don't go into teaching where like, ah, learning sucks. It's kind of the point. We like to read, we like to research, we like to figure stuff out, we like to discover, we like to hunt stuff down. And in the classroom and in the world, generally, it's a great asset, right? It's the ability to think, um, hmm, I wonder how people, how other people have done that. And then you go out in the world and you shop around and you find something that helps you do what you need to do that you need it without reinventing the wheel. All of this is great. It's part and parcel of education. When you move into the business world, as a teacher, we all take our learning brains with us. And this learning-centered thinking is still a huge blessing, but it also has a big old giant downfall because it creates a lot of noise in our brains because there are a lot of different options. There's a bajillion voices. There's a gazillion right ways, all the stuff. And it's like, <laughs> so this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about using our learning-centered teacher brains and how to effectively navigate both the noise and you know how we approach using our learning-centered selves to our advantage rather than being swallowed up by the greed. So as I said, having learning-centered brains is great. But what we have to do in the business world is to teach it to navigate the noise effectively so that we're not overwhelmed by all the information. We also have to teach our learning-centered brains to focus on what matters most and to look at the information we find critically to use it as a help rather than a hindrance. The interesting thing is this is something you already know how to do. You taught yourself to do this as a teacher. It just didn't take as much effort because you already had some expertise in the subject area. So when you're new in business, it takes a little more work. When you're in business, you know, even if you're not new, it takes constant work. So the way this shows up, um, and you tell me if this sounds familiar, I bet it does, is you have this thought and you think like, hmm, I don't know how to do this, but I don't know how I'm going to figure it out. Let me go look around online. And off you go. You find a really useful website. You do some Googling or you go on Facebook. They reference someone else. You go check that out. They suggest this process. You go look at that. They look at a class. You go look at that. Maybe you buy it. And on and on and on. You go down the rabbit hole freely. And two hours and 58 websites later, you're like, whoa. Now I really don't know how to do this because there are so many choices. How do I choose? Which one is right? What do I do? And then you do more research because now you have to figure out what the best way it is. And on and on and on goes until you're like thoroughly confused and you've lost like days of your life. So I know this is familiar. We've all done this at some point. This is not just teachers that do this, but it's a lot of humans. It does sort of, I think, 
come as a part of having a teacher brain where you fall down this rabbit hole and you come out on the other side and you're holding a bag of like God knows what kind of crazy. It's it's that now what do I do feeling of overload. And when people are in the learning brain, like when you're a learning-centered person, you like to dive in and figure it out. And that's great. And up till now, it's really been helpful. But in business, one of the things that happens is this just makes you stop. It gets you stuck. It's overwhelming. And it starts making you question all kinds of things without getting any clearer. So the problem here that we create for ourselves very much is noise level. I think of it like a speaker inside of my brain. And so the more I research, the more places I visit, the more podcasts I listen to, the more books I read, the louder the volume gets. And at a certain point, the volume tips and you get to a place where you can't even hear yourself anymore and that's a huge problem. So first, this is a problem just in the sheer overwhelm. You can't sift through all this stuff. And it creates confusion because what you thought was a simple thing to research is now this big, giant project. And you have to build a website and make a lead page and get a lead magnet. And then it works when you use 16 different ways and which way do you want to do it. And somebody said blue is a good color and red is a bad color, but everything you do is in red. And what do I do now? And now I need a new brand. And oh my, good gravy. When you're overwhelmed like this, and the amount of information coming at you what becomes very difficult is making not just decisions, but effective facts decisions. And effective facts decisions are really the base of a growing business. So doing this research, falling down the rabbit hole, doing all of this is different than it was in education. And I alluded to this a little while ago. Because when you're a teacher, you went shopping around sort of with an expert eye where you went like, okay, I have this problem. And even early in your teaching career, you, you had a more defined sense of like, how much time you need to fill? Well, how many students have that issue? How, how this impacted, like what effect you wanted it to have? And because you had some expertise to fall back on, when you went shopping around, you could shop with a more critical eye. You could look quickly at things and go, not that one, yes, this one, Ooh, maybe that one, that's a good idea, but wait, you know what, that would be too complicated for what I see in my kids. And you you had this like automatic filter to sit. When you are new or even in the first five or eight years in business, you don't have the same critical eye because what you're doing is likely brand new. You didn't go to school for this. There's no real certification, even if you wanted one. And you're watching all the other people. So what happens is you don't necessarily have the experience or the expertise to go like, yes, no, and eh, that's too complicated. Sometimes you will, or you'll look at something and you'll be like, I'm not doing math, that sounds crazy. And that's fine. But you, to make a decision takes more critical thinking and more like uh, discernment than it might have when you were teaching. So because of how this happens, we really have to teach our learning center brains how to effectively navigate rabbit and to critically assess what we need more quickly. 
we do this because overwhelm sucks. Like it's not fun to feel like you're drowning in all the information. And it's also when, because when there's too much input, you just simply cannot hear yourself think. And the voice that matters most in your business is yours. When you have too many choices, quick decisions are impossible. And when there's too much information, it becomes really easy to get distracted and follow the shiny objects and the dead ends and the things that pull you away from your big goal and to question your ability to do all these things because you know you're never going to do it like that guy and he made a billion dollars. Like now what do I do? You're never going to do it like that. And your confidence starts to get hit. And now we're in a really not okay place. So too much information causes us a lot more harm than good in some cases. And what we need are action steps. So when you feel the rabbit hole coming, like when you're like, oh, I need to do a little research. Here's the thing. There are a couple of things that I think are really important to do. The first is one of the rules I have personally had to create for myself is that I am never allowed to research without a timer. And I never give myself more than 30 minutes. So you know how to use the internet. Here's my, my supposition. I know how to use the internet. I'm a pretty good searcher. If I can't find a useful information or a useful answer to my question in 30 minutes or less, something's wrong. Like then there's not, it doesn't exist. Because if I can't spend, find it in 30 minutes, it's not there. This gives you 30 minutes and a cap on it. Gives you enough time to wander around a little bit and shop but not so much time that you can be down the rabbit hole crazy in 67 websites later. Second, I learned to be really intentional about the branching out I do, where like one website sends me to the next, sends me to the next, sends me to the next. And actually, what I do is I remember I worked with librarians for many years, and I think of them because it's all about being critical about, critically thinking about where the information comes from, right? So for me, I have to go like, okay, do I want to follow that branch? Because who is it? Do I trust that person? Are they in the same business space I am? Do they get what I do? And if the answer to any of those questions are no, I don't want their opinion in my head. Because they don't do what I do. They don't do it like I do it. And it's just going to make me more confused. And so making sure their business is in the tone that you want to set and sort of fits before you follow them willy-nilly really helps. You don't want to be like so-and-so if so-and-so does it in a way that makes you crazy. Like that's just, you don't want to end up in that rabbit hole. And finally, really, actually, this should be number one. The thing, the most important thing you can teach yourself to do when you feel compelled to research is ask yourself first. What do I think I should do? What would I do based on what I know? Research can be a really good way for us to avoid being wrong and failing, but being wrong and failing is how we grow a business. You have to grow your business. So if you think like, well, I could do it that way, but it might fail. Great, go do it. Don't do any research. Follow your own instinct and move that way. It's a good thing. Finally, I think it's really to be conscious of how many lists you're on, how many things you're following, how many podcasts you listen to. Be aware of how much input you're letting in when it's getting really loud. For me, I 
like my clients laugh because they'll say to me like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And I'll say, yes. And they'll go, you should go read this. You know, because I'm really, really tight on how much I allow into my sphere. I'm on lists and all those things, but I only use them when I need them. And I, I don't follow a lot of other people. I don't listen to a lot of different voices. I just can't handle the noise level. So at this point in the podcast, usually I talk about the obstacles to watch out for, but honestly, this whole thing is an obstacle to watch out for. So really what I want you to think about walking away is that you have a brain that likes to learn almost to a fault. And that's, learning is great. I'm super big fan. But it's not okay to learn your way into paralysis or overwhelm because that's too much. If you step back from it, and ask yourself if you know what to do, you probably do. You will figure it out because you are powerful and you are smart and you are capable. Your job is to tap into that. So if this all sounds well and good, great, go for it. Okay. Really dialing back the noise and tuning into you is vital. If this is something you want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more about. This is something we talk about a lot in my Facebook group, which is called Teachers in Business, just like this podcast. Come join us. If you haven't joined, join. Now is the time. We'd love to have you part of this conversation about managing input and hearing yourself and trusting your own voice. And if you feel like you're learning way more than you're doing, that's 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 a sign, a little red flag in your brain that you need to reconsider. If you're not sure how to break that cycle, I can help. This is something I do for myself. This is something I do with all my clients as a coach. And I can help you shift from, you know, this learning-centered place all the time to a more action-centered place where you make the decisions, where you do just a little bit of research and you move forward with it, and where you can start to trust your own expertise so that your business can actually work for you and your clients, and you make actual money. So if coaching is useful and you want to talk about breaking this cycle for you, you need help. That's okay. I needed help too. I started my first coach because I realized I was in my own way, particularly in this way. And that is very much why I signed up and she changed my life. So you can set up a time talk. You can send me a message on Facebook or LinkedIn. Or you can book a time to chat directly at my website, which is torpycoaching.com, T-O-R-P-E-Y coaching.com. So thanks so much for listening this week. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.